my name is Haro Harvey, and I'm the one conducting this interview with Jane. Jane lived with the fake cult along with us for a few months. It didn't take her long to be in doctrine. She was actually kicked out shortly before we were. During this time, I was a part of an altar named Story who was slowly trying to fuse with Xanth. The same summer, we all split apart. But if I'm switching POV on this, like referring to myself as if I were Xanth, that's why. This is the time of my life where I was a part of Xanth. So a lot of these experiences are also mine. Also, I pretended to be Xanth for a good part of that day, which didn't help. Just so you know, if we ever text you and say, Hey, while we're hanging out, if this altar comes out, would you be uncomfortable? It's basically my way of saying... Bitch, I'm this altar we're hanging out today. At the time that we're talking about, spring of 2020, our system was intensely isolated and estranged from the rest of the household while walking on eggshells with the goal to behave and be respected as a fellow human being again. Jane is one of the five other people who have been manipulated and attacked by this same group. And with that, let's get started. The trigger warnings for this interview are as follows. Manipulation, magic used in manipulation, sexual assault, cults, groupthink, invasion of privacy, and false allegations of animal abuse. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Living Fiction Podcast, Cheeky Memoirs of How a DID System Became a Manipulator's Personal Puppet Show. Twice. We're having a fantastic night out here on Christmas. <laughs> I'm here with Jane, who, um, as I'm redoing the uh, Crosman Saga, the Fairy Fantasy House, which is quite the doozy, I have met up with someone else who tragically also met these people and lived with them. Yeah, absolutely. We, earlier tonight, we were just uh, like reminiscing about the like we were connecting on the fact that uh, wait, we've both got serious roommate trauma. That's crazy. I have no idea how that happened. It's Whoa. really a coincidence. <sighs> All right, so Jane, how did you first meet this lovely household? Well, I added March on Facebook mm -hmm. after a random interaction uh, and wound up meeting up with them at Vertex. At a club. Um, and what were your first impressions? You want me to be honest about March? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, like, flat out, I uh, kind of had the hots for him. So, did you have any first impressions about the rest of us? Yeah, so uh, March during the time was going through some sort of a fucking, tr uh, you know, it was his turn on the hot seat, so to speak. <laughs> Because they just pick a new person every 0.5 weeks. <laughs> uh, and anyway, uh, it was his turn on the hot seat. And he was like, oh, it's so nice to be able to have a nice night out without having to worry about my roommates and my partners or whatever. I uh, would like interchange between them, which is a fun warning sign. Uh, and uh, yeah, no, I uh, was talking about how he was having a hard time with the people he was living with. And I took pity. And I was like, I can help. Well, you know, any household that he was in definitely had a hard time. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so eventually you did move in with these lovely people and of course uh the living fiction system as we ah, yes. <laughs> as we found out since um who was it that brought up the idea of you moving in frankly speaking it was myself although because you're a masochist was... <laughs> um it was brought up by myself uh as a potential thing that could be talked about although it was highly encouraged by march um and how old were you when this all started oh wow um fuck uh 19 <laughs> 19 yeah did you have a sexual relationship with any of those that you now depended on for housing so yes <laughs> i i did have sexual relations in that household um <laughs> yeah but you want more <laughs> <laughs> uh so i ultimately had uh, relations with both ash and march both interchangeably and at once so shortly after <laughs> You ended up moving out, and you were a very convenient scapegoat. Like, that that's one compliment I can definitely give anyone the household turns against. Like, a lot of them, they've chosen very convenient scapegoats. But the household had told us that they had not given the impression that I would be moving out and that you would be replacing me. What? What, what had they told you? Yeah, yeah, so, um... <laughs> There's a lot to unpack here, um, the least of which is that I'm going to say this. There was a time where, from my perception of events and the understanding that I was given, uh, I was kind of the reason you were still around. If you want to compare that, <laughs> compare notes there, uh, you'll find that they're quite contrarian. Yeah, no, it was this whole thing where, like, apparently you were plotting to get us out just so you could take our place, and that most of hostility towards me was all you're doing. Just, just one moment. <clears throat> I regularly plan the demise of everyone I know. I mean, if I kept meeting these people, I would too. So, um. Oh yeah, sure. I understand that they tried to tell you that you shared a spiritual connection with them. What was that like? Well, how do I say this? Uh, when I moved into the house, I was uh, I was agnostic leaning. Mm. And now take a look over at my bookshelf. Can you describe what that looks like? Oh, well, it's the usual cat girl bullshit. We've got Come the on. stone wall. <laughs> witchcraft we've got technological elixir um tarot 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 mythology the idiot's palmetry yeah no yeah it's almost like there's a very distinct thing that happened to me after enduring that household that was specifically fed to me by arcady what were the kind of stories that they were telling you because i remember they really went ahead and did the whole like we have spiritual past lives together. Like That we... was done. Why don't you just go ahead and list off your things? <laughs> oh, God. And I'll be like, check. We knew each other in a past life. Check. <laughs> um, 
It was destiny for us to find each other again. <laughs> um, the gods are invested in us check, being a group. Check, check Arena. <laughs> um, and we are all magic. And none of us are human. Check that so hard. <laughs> uh, literally the first time... So up until literally the moment I'm about to describe, I thought this was a normal group of individuals, and this was the moment it hit me. Um, it was, I had set, taken a step outside for a cigarette, as you know, I do, because I'm a monkey. Um, I took a step outside for a cigarette, and he joined me. He went out of his way. Like, it was really awkward. He was like, oh, I'll, I'll go outside too. March or Katie? Uh, that would have been, um, sorry, I have to check the names because they're not the ones I'm used to, Arcady. Okay. Um, because the first thing he ever said to me was, wow, I can see through your glamour. And I said, <laughs> I took a drag off of my cigarette and I looked at him and I said, my glamour? It's like I can picture how he said it. Oh my God. I Yeah gonna have a whole hysterical breakdown i'm so glad zan's not here for those because <laughs> uh so um the household tried to tell you about like you know the systems ambiguously real friends what we now know are alters how was this presented to you so i was around and or at least what i heard was that uh, you were highly suspect. Uh, I didn't hear much more after that because I wasn't exactly around. Oh, okay. Or it wasn't being presented to me at the time. Okay. Uh, there was no... Um... There was some theory that you were making people up, but the way that it had been portrayed was that of a manipulative action, uh, not a delusional action. Okay. From their perspective. Yeah. Okay. At yeah. least that was the initial understanding I had. Well, I think they flip it from like being calling me manipulative to calling me crazy, depending yeah. on like it's how very... mentally ill the person they're talking to is. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to uh, oscillate between two positions. So, one of the household and their suspicions against you know Xanth and the rest of us, they apparently contacted our worst abuser. Yeah, so this would have been Ash who had done that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, which was interesting because it had been presented to us as if that was all Arcady's idea and that Ash had had no part in it. Mm -hmm. I can tell you exactly why that is. It's because it would have been used as psychological leverage in the case between you and Arcady. Okay, how so? Well, here's the thing, is if you found out that Arcady had done a thing like that, mm. you'd be very upset with him. Yeah, yeah. You no. had no incentive to be upset with Ash. It right. would not have directly benefited them. Yeah, no, because I remember it, like the tone of the blogs definitely changed after Xanth had found that out. Because at first, you know, they were really clinging to the idea of, oh my gosh, like, you know, Ash and Arcady are like these perfect people. It was yeah. only after they'd met March. And then as soon as like you and a couple of other people like went directly to Xanth to say like, Hey, no, Ash was always on their bullshit. It's like, shit. And I was like, you know, pretty much cheering in the background because I've always known that uh, Ash was a creep, basically. I would say so. Um... We understand that you and March snuck into our room and took pictures of one of Zant's journals. Walk me through that whole 
process and like you want me to walk you through a process that i was walked through yeah no uh because i want you uh, like i want to hear the explanation that they gave you Mm -hmm. so um what had happened was i was sitting you know how i briefly had like a little uh, desk space on the kitchen table not the kitchen table the uh dining room table i had put like a few of my things there uh sounds about right yeah and i've been chilling out there uh it was like midday and uh march it it was just march and me in the house i think at the time and um i believe the other two were on a walk and you were at work um what had happened was i was sitting there doing something listening to music and uh, march had come downstairs and was like hey uh let me show you something i just found in the garbage and i was like whoa what's this and he presents to me um basically an envelope full of ripped up paper and this ripped up paper is um words uh that i could barely understand uh there were other things on it that were of an arcane nature that i dare not speculate but what it had been told to me was and it made sense with the verification of some of your writing that i could put together Mm -hmm. um that you were doing chronomancy oh okay the um yeah the journaling and advanced shit journaling and advanced shit yeah 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 and sure whatever like i mean it's a very valid form of arcane use um but the point is is that um it was presented to me as you had inadvertently caused the accident of someone you all knew um, because you had written about it in advance, wishing this person ill. It was the same situation earlier in the week, and March went out of his way to grab me and said, okay, we only have like this shot to like, take a look and um, see if there's anything we can see in Zan's room. And I was like, um, we're not going to touch anything and I'm not going to open the door, but I'll, I'll observe uh, because the best way to get to know someone is to take a look at their space. But I was looking passively. They were, he was looking intently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause uh, I remember the photo you sent me, it was very clearly, March's hands in it, and then even had his vape between his fingers. It even had the same shirt that he like wore constantly to the point where it was one of his profile pictures. Yeah, flat out. Yeah, yeah. So you know, that was yeah, and um, and I don't know if I've ever explained the whole chronomancy thing, but essentially, like, Arcady had convinced Xanth, like, oh, obviously you're this legendary time being. I feel yes. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like any time, like, because Xanth also had like a hugely suicidal uh, partner that I've gone off about before yeah. on the same podcast. But uh, essentially, he's just like, I feel like every time you sit there and you write down, like, oh, you know, um, Avery is going to be okay, you are basically changing the timeline so that they will be. So he encouraged me to like do that stuff, especially when we thought sure. that. Ash and March were in a very toxic relationship and he encouraged me to write like two entries and then uh, 
And then later on, like we kind of used it more as a venting. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, super valid as even a form of therapy. Yeah. Um, and that's exactly what it was. And that's when they decided like, oh, you know, Xanth obviously wants to kill us. <laughs> well, um, can I make one remark mm -hmm. that I don't think we've ever actually connected on? Um, you know, what's interesting about the idea of like a super powerful time being mm -hmm. is um, I had, I was agnostic at the time. And I was talking about what I referred to at the time as the eternal clockwinder. I believed that the world is like an ant farm and that someone set it up and let it tick. It's much like a clockmaker works. Okay. And Arcady jumped on that shit so hard. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because every single coincidence means divine intervention. Yeah, absolutely. There's, There's no such thing as um, multiple discoveries. <laughs> uh, and that's assuming that any of this isn't just a massively shared delusion in the evolu uh, evolved mind. Right. Like, yeah, no. It's kind of like how different countries, like, all had their same version of dragons. Like, who the fuck is seeing a dragon? Right, absolutely. Yeah, yeah no. All right, so the next part I'm going to go into, obviously, Xanth wrote the script. It's from their point of view. But it says, what did they tell you about me? Uh, I guess I guess the question is, uh, what didn't they tell me about you? I mean, probably the truth. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, hey, you know what? Guess what? This is my show now. What did they tell you about me? Why don't we just do that? Oh, God. Well, I only knew anything about you other than, like, you know, our own interactions with you since you moved out. And there was, like, oh, God, it was this weird thing. But apparently, and I think it's the same night that you had put a rock through a rapist window. <laughs> <laughs> Which, congrats. Like, that you oh, need... you think that's the first or the last time? <laughs> I hope not even for that same person, to be honest. Oh, no, no, no. It's always been the one person. Oh, okay. And it's at irregular intervals. Yeah, and basically the whole thing was you and Arcady had, like, gotten drunk together, got high together, and then apparently during the night, Arcady had woken up with, like, you having an erection in your sleep. I, uh, well, let me say a couple <laughs> things about this sub little subject matter. Um... <laughs> So, if that did happen, I'm so sorry. Um, I don't know if it happened or not because I was sleeping. And uh, sometimes in the AMAB body, uh, that's a thing that happens during sleep. And uh, I think that's just something you kind of understand when you get into a sleeping situation at night with a with someone like that. It doesn't have to be about you. It happens in math class. Like... <laughs> he just, just completely revamped what was meant by that and, like, had told all of us, like, oh, I feel like this person probably did something non-consensual to me in my sleep. Yep. <laughs> That's what I did. I'm admitting it open and loud. <laughs> And the thing is, even Ash was kind of like, yeah, I don't think 
you know, Jane buddy, actually did that. Buddy, just slow up a little bit. And he even at one point, he did like the whole Ralph Wiggum voice of like, I'm in danger, just kind of being like, I was molested. And we're like, buddy. <laughs> and then Ash is just kind of like, I'm just going to let him process through this. Like, I'm just going to let this fizzle I, out. I, I have to say, I've never had anyone be that terrified of my cock. <laughs> like... <laughs> I'm sorry, like I said. <laughs> Imagine how I must feel. <laughs> right. But uh yeah, that was like one of the things and then also that your mom had deleted you from Facebook and that was definitely it it it's all a lie. Yeah. It's all fabricated. Yeah. Fact uh, or fiction. Yeah, the fact that your mom had deleted you from Facebook, which I think I actually had left Facebook for like a month or so. You deserve it. Good, yeah, good for you. It was like part of Sans, like full <laughs> ego death breakdown that was happening. But yeah, that Zanth couldn't even like cross check that or anything. And yeah, um, th that was a thing, and that you had stolen things from your mom. Yeah, and... uh, stole a pair of sunglasses, a sharpie, a lighter. You know, you know how that happens, and you don't like intentionally like go through your mother's house. Man, I have robbed a bank so many times just via pens. Yeah, no, flat out, <laughs> flat out. At work? I've got a little pile around here of just, like, shit I've, quote, stolen from work. So I guess if that's a crime, then you can, like, punish me and every other American. Like I said, masochist. Yeah. <laughs> hey! <laughs> I, I almost you, agreed. You did agree. No, I didn't. And another, like, a few more narratives they're trying to push, too, is that how um you were the one egging on the whole witch hunt against me and that ash had actually st stuck up for us basically being like this seems like it's turning into a witch hunt flip the rolls yeah yeah right and at one point like you'd even heard me listening to lincoln park in the shower and you were just like oh well this is obviously a manipulation tactic on zan's end like they say Here's the thing, is that is very feasibly something I could have noted. Um, I'm, I could have made a remark like, uh, oh, uh, I guess I hadn't thought about it this way, but one could feasibly utilize a methodology like this to manipulate people. Like a very passing comment that was not specifically directed at or about you in the moment. Because Arcady was also guilty. Not that you were also guilty, but he was guilty of doing that. Uh, rather explicitly so. Well, with how Arcady's brain works, it's like everything has to be connected. Everything has to be endowed with meaning. Yes. And... That's what makes him a horrible chaos magician. <laughs> right, yeah. No, I... Like, I feel like whatever gods that are actually there, I'm kind of undecided. But I feel like every time they heard him talk, they're just kind of like, buddy, I don't think of you like that. Can I just real quick do a thing? A really wild thing? Yeah. Okay. Arkady, if you hear this, or if anyone who knows Arkady hears this, it's me. I'm a wizard, motherfucker. I'm challenging you to a wizard duel. <laughs> Name a time and place and get back to me. <laughs> I'll show up with my wand. Bring an extra. Why are you scared of your wand? We've established that. 
I'm challenging you to an official wizard duel. You hear me, motherfucker? Like, I, you know, we've, especially in our system, have joked between all of us, like, how many counter curses have we possibly been, had thrown at us to, to curses we've never cast? Did I tell you about the bounce back spell that I made? I don't think so. Let me actually uh, pull it out of my a little emotional support crate. I've got it right here. Anyways, while I find this, uh, I'll give you a little bit of setup. I made the most powerful bounce back spell I have ever made. It was done with blood magic on a full moon on top of Pinnacle Hill uh, during rain, utilizing lightning wood that I harvested myself. Damn. I went fucking hard on this spell, and it was legitimately just a bounce back spell. Um, it has my blood drawn from the scar of a wound that Saren and I had previously used in blood magic. Oh, right, because didn't you have, like, a blood pact? A momentary one. Yeah. Um, and this was during the time where Arkady had convinced uh, me that, and I hate to admit it, uh, there was a brief period of time where uh, I... So, I'm hypervigilant about like sexual assault and rape mm-hmm. um as a victim it is my ethical duty to protect potential victims um and in this instance i made a momentary blood pact with arcady after um it had become his story that he was going to be raped by you right i definitely do want to get into that because Um, One of the things, you know, still on the same topic of what did they tell me about you, Jane? Apparently, there's a traumaversary that always fucks Anth up. Um, We've talked about it, Mm -hmm. at least on the blogs, April 27th. And I think this household has actually superseded that fucking trauma anniversary. But Xanth wanted to sleep with Arcady that night. And just to sleep next to him, not even like a sexual thing, literally sleeping inside his bed. And yeah, Arcady had told us that you were trying to convince him that it was a doom timeline that I was going to like pretty no. much sexually assault him, like the, the way he thought you did, essentially. No, 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 no. So, wait, if I'm not a rapist and you're not a rapist. Who's driving this narrative? And if it's not Xanth, it's me. <laughs> With my night terrors. Um, no, 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 no. So what happened was, um, that is about as far from my personal practice and teachings as you can possibly get. Um, no, I believe that um, there are events that are moments in time that are fixed. Or incredibly probable. But in an instance like that, it doesn't apply. Okay, there's stuff about, like, group psychology as it pertains to cult delusions and the freedom of control that can be revoked from a member. Um, It's a fucking interesting thing. Um, But, yeah, no, I would have stressed to him that that is one 
potential timeline, and it is our responsibility to not only prepare for the worst timeline, but actively try and steer in a direction that doesn't make that happen. That is your responsibility as someone who flows through linear time. Yeah, and that's one thing, like, he told Xanthanas, like, just kind of like, oh, that's one reason I barely even slept that night. I was I was terrified because, you know, Jane had convinced me that you were just going to, like, <laughs> just basically ravage me as I'm unconscious. And I was like, wow, Jane's a piece of shit for, <laughs> for yep. possibly... I do love how this happened... Okay, also, let's say I did want to convince someone of a thing like that. Yeah. I, as a, as a third generation oracle, and as someone who has studied tarot for a few years now, and a few years, eh, well, a couple years at that time, um, you can't just make wild claims. Yeah. You can't just say things. If I wanted to manipulate someone it wouldn't be through the lens of a thing that can so easily be disproven right um you dumb fool <laughs> did the three of them march arcady ash did they ever try to tell you or hint to you that they were something other than human oh <laughs> Yeah, um, it's a really guilty pleasure that I get to actually open, openly say that um, for a brief time, I believed I was one of four children of Loki manifest into carnal form. For a brief time, I believed that I was in some way a re... what's it called? A reincarnated. Reincarnated uh, member of a fey court that had been kicked out after my rebellious acts, and that some part of my journey now was attempting to find my way back into the court. There were, like, watchers watching us because we were of some, like, significant importance. Holy shit. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> and the worst part is, is some of these concepts are still part of my magical practice, but they are slowly and surely being weaned out of them because it's batshit crazy yeah um and really egocentric too and really really egocentric play the game in numbers so i remember that like when you lived with us hugh and arcady would like take walks and then like report back with a whole bunch of magical findings uh -huh. and it would it would be kind of fascinating because like the narrative was always you two pinging it back and forth so i still cannot say that an activity like that is inherently toxic. Um, I, as someone who's been practicing for a while now, um, there's this, I, and I've been studying for significantly longer now, Alistair Crowley talks about how uh, very frequently there's this concept of like binary power uh, that can be achieved when two magicians work together. Um, or two people with power work together, uh, two people of the craft. Uh, I cannot say that an activity like that is inherently bad, but that is what allowed me to let my guard down with the lens that this could potentially be abuse. That was the time where I was most susceptible because I could suspend my disbelief in such a concept. Well, yeah, because obviously, like, 
all of these gods and these fates had their eyes on you. And this was, you know, proven via all of these like kind of magical locks. And of course, Arcady pointing out every single leaf that fell in a certain As way. As a matter of fact, um, on those walks, there were a significant number of signs. I do genuinely believe that there are things that were being said I believe it is the interpretation of said events that was steered. Why else is magic there for that household unless it's used to manipulate? Absolutely. <laughs> Any other anecdotes you'd like to share? Oh boy, howdy. <laughs> um, so there is one little loose thread, yeah. uh, loose thread that I wanted to uh, actually tighten up. Um, so that bounce back spell that I did, it was uh, sixfold in sigils. Uh, I talked about how it was blood, it was done during a specific moon phase, during uh, rain on an already existing hill, and like there's tons of concepts, but literally it's a bounce back thing. And the next day is when the three of them had to start packing and doing a garage sale, or like a yard sale, uh, because they had just been kicked out of the house. So who knows? Is it synchronicities? Is it just timings of events? Am I the only one who decided to be an asshole to them by sending them their own energy back? Who knows? Can you think about any other shit said about you that was ridiculous in hindsight? Yeah, so um, there's a couple things. Uh, the first of which is uh, pretty much one of the wildest things I will ever hear. It has become so ingratiated into my normal patterns of speech that it is a joke of mine. The thing that you claimed is so much of a joke that everyone I know will instantly recognize it as a joke. This is to Arcady. You said I threw your cat in the fireplace and you watched. Wait. <laughs> yeah. No, okay, okay. I, I actually do remember what had happened and it wasn't, like, essentially, we were sitting on the same couch. Jane was holding on Tari the cat Antari is kind of a little shit, and, like, oh, he yeah. went ahead and just kind of, like... <laughs> unprompted, mind you? Yeah, like, it was unprompted, because that's how Antari rolled. Yeah. But just clawed <laughs> Jane's eye damn near out. But, yeah, and so Jane reacted by, like, just kind of flinging the cat off of her. And it was not, like, intentional violence. It was very much of a knee-jerk. I remember Xanth being somewhat kind of disturbed that, like, that dramatic of a knee-jerk was used. But well, can I also clarify that it looked dramatic because I I was accounting for uh, making sure I dropped the cat in such a way that it was going to be fine. Yeah, that, I mean, cats do land on their feet, but, you know, you he... You can still aid them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the cat, you know, he did land on his feet. He seemed kind of offended why would you do that to me i'm a small boy who know no bad <laughs> who can do no bad only good right and it was so weird because like arcady was so protective over this cat that like xanth would have felt bad if they didn't let them know that like you know there may have been a problem because like xanth is so isolated at this point if they even see like a snippet of something they're suspecting that it's like oh yeah an iceberg oh, underneath yeah, absolutely but it was just weird that Arcadia was just kind of like, oh, yeah, no, that's fine. 
I mean, considering how many times Arcadia went off on Xanth about this matter. Oh my god, yeah, Arcadia and fucking Xanth and Antara. Yeah, because, like, oh, Jesus. Like, Xanth would be, like, fucking just, like, batting at him, kind of like you know as other cats. Cat? Yeah. And then he, you know, Arcadia would, like, pipe up with, like, oh, well, you don't really respect anything's boundaries, do you? Yeah, that's exactly how you said, you said it. Yeah, it's like, god damn, we were playing with a whole cat. Arcadia, if you claimed that you saw me do this, and then I continued to live in the house for, like, a month and a half after that, and you said nothing? And you said I threw your cat eight feet into a fireplace? I'm gonna ask you the question. What kind of person does that make you? Right! Holy well... shit! <laughs> no, if anyone's to blame, that's, that's on you. That is allowed prolonged abuse of an animal. Xanth didn't really like hardly anyone in that house other than, like, Ash and Arcady. But, you know, they were just kind of like, hey, I think you might want to know this because, oh my god, there is even a time you were out by this point. Yeah, I know. But... I was claimed like, to be a serial cat Yeah, killer. right. Not killer, but, like, abuser. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Antari is the type of person that could just come back to life. The type of person. The type of cat that can just resurrect himself. Yeah, sure. But... There was at one point you were already out, and Zara, Ash, Arcadia, and March had all gone on a camping trip without us, as was their MO at this point. Sure. And honestly, like, I think Zax was out for most of that weekend because I don't think we really even left the fucking room. Yeah, we were no, just flat out. <laughs> not used to even having, like, the full access to the house anymore. Yeah, no. Uh, when, like, yeah, no, I. When given complete control over the whole space, I still will limit myself to my room. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what happens when you live with abusive-ass people. But I remember, you know, I had no contact with Ontari other than, like, feeding him, because I was, like, scared by that point, sure. by all of Arcadia's sure. stupid passive-aggressive. So they came back, and I remember Ash actually reaches down to pet this cat, and they're just kind of like, Oh, Antari's kind of flinching away from me. And I just remember Xanth thinking, for fuck's sake. <laughs> damned, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Right! Oh my god. And like, there was one time where Xanth was like in the middle of a very bad breakdown. They felt something on their like bare thigh and pushed off real quick. And it happened to be the cat. It just happened to be. Yeah, yeah. And of course, like, Arcady started this whole, like, I bet you secretly hate my cat. You probably abuse him all the time. <laughs> no! Yep. Oh, um, actually, I don't think this question was thought of, but I'm going to ask it. Did anyone channel anything for you? Like, past lives or anything? Channel their own or channel mine? Oh my god, they did that? Okay, okay go for it. Just <laughs> just go. I mean, I, I need to know which field I'm going to be ex extrapolating on, because they did both. Any and all. Because this is this is their fucking MO, and it drives me yeah, fucking yeah, so, insane. Because um, Ash channeled our own altars. Like, well, how the fuck Because there was a conversation about, uh, like, yada yada yada, uh, you know, it's weird how sometimes you have, like, a dream, and then, like, something happens in real life because of the dream. And, and uh, you know, like, you'll see a fan of a dream, and it'll, like, be reminiscent, you know, whatever. 
who is to say what that is. But I was talking about that, and then we got on to deja vu, and then we got on to, like, memories. Because I was talking about a memory I had that could not feasibly be attributed to any aspect or any point in my life. And I can tell you it right now. It's very vivid. It's a, a like a 1997 backseat of a Miata. I've done a lot of research on this memory. Uh, it was in a very specific location uh, with a very specific person that I never knew during that time. Uh, it's a really weird, weird dream I've always had. Uh, I've never like a memory. I've never been able to place where it's from, and it has. It feels as though it has always been with me. I was talking about this, and then Arcady was talking about how he had one of those, and I forget what it was. Um, and then I was like, "Well, it's funny because here's another one that I that I have. It's very similar, and I just wonder where these derive from in the psyche." And he was like. Wait, that one you just told me, uh, and it was about, like, uh, crying, like, crying in trenches, uh, and, like, cool, like, I want to say, like, I don't believe this is a past life of mine, and I made it very clear at the time, like, that I was approaching it from a psychoanalysis perspective, like, how is it that these come into the creation, where do they derive from, and he instantly took that and said, um, like, oh my god, that's exactly... I, wait, you have that one too? You have that exact one too? Oh god. And then for like a while, there was like this going theory that he and I were the same people, but split. And that the only way to become whole again would be to thrive in union. <laughs> oh god, it's so similar. But yeah, no, um, I like Arcades and I's thing for like, you know, a few different past lives. And it's funny because like all of these past lives ended up being altars. But um, yeah, so Arcadia and I would almost always like be twins. Yeah. That's really cool from like an incest standpoint. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. great. Love it. It Big didn't fan. count because we weren't. <laughs> Big fan. It didn't count because, you know, they weren't twins in this life. So, you know. Oh, so this is like. You can have a little sex with a treat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, essentially. And, um, I mean, Arcady said that he'd been twins with Ash before. Uh, what else? There was um, a few different things. And um, Ash was pretty sure that he they had been March's dead twin. Oh. Right. Yeah, the, the mysterious uh, dead yeah, twin. Yeah, March's dead twin. Yeah, yeah, no, they would have been alive at the same time, but somehow that's Ash's past life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's actually really funny. Chronomancy, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> so, these bitches had the gall to, you know, channel our altars. Uh, what did they channel in front of you, Jane? <sighs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> um... Jesus hobnobbling Christ on Christmas Eve. <laughs> um, well, for uh, March, it was a small child. Um, for uh, yeah, who was the small child though? Like, what was couldn't, the? Couldn't tell you. Okay. Yeah, just it was there. <laughs> <laughs> um, for Arcady, it. 
That's weird. It was also a small child, um, <laughs> but like a wartime small child from like 1920s England. Uh, I think it might have been Emily or another name. Yeah, yeah, the the Emily that was probably a fictive from Emily Autumn's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, shout out to that album, but like also. <laughs> Yeah, um, no. Hey, for... I, hey, I like art as much as the next person, but well, I don't. Uh... That is actually a thing with DID, though, and understanding that oh, Arcady was. Yeah, because we've got Oscar Wilde, but um, essentially, if the system thinks that you need it, that it's like a load bearing part of your trauma, then it's just going to be there. It's just funny that he has discount Emily Autumn in his system, but made fun of us for thinking that Oscar Wilde was a past life. So, you know. Yeah, democracy. Uh, yeah, but at least it's it's not even remotely internally consistent either. Yeah, there's no way to like justify this as a singular unifying theory. You fucking shite wizard. <laughs> Did Ash ever channel anything? No. Yeah, I know. Noticed... Except for bitchiness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's. Because, like, you know, Zanz and I have talked about it. Like, Ash was really low-key with you. They were the only one that didn't, like, put all of their cards on display. Meanwhile, like... because I was their biggest threat. Yeah. I mean, mean, like, in one of the first video chats that Xanth had had with Ash, Ash channeled Xanth's deceased girlfriend from a few years ago and then pretended to pass out on camera. Like, when you say pretend to pass out, like, as someone who's, like, taken performance classes, I just want to know, like, on a scale of, like, one being, like, a good actor, no, 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 one being Tommy Wiseau and ten being, like, (laughs) Tom Hanks, where are we? (laughs) About a one. About a one. Wow, Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, Uh, like, you know, you know how... um, the disaster artist, it describes Tommy was so out he shoots himself and then he's still moving afterwards. We're at yeah. that level. <laughs> oh, wow. And Xanth is still, like, so hung up on the fact that, like, holy shit, you've told me something that my dead girlfriend has said to me that I've told no one other than Arcady. I don't know how you could possibly get a hold of that. But <laughs> sure, it's not like sometimes sociopaths have a good read on people right. and the things that they need to say. Yeah, and you know we didn't notice how fucked up that looked. Well, Xanth didn't notice. Um, I think Zach's was kind of sitting there like, um, excuse me. He didn't say anything, and you know I feel like if with certain alters, if they realize something, I feel like they should share with the class. But that's just me. I, I I'm no one to speak on alter uh, alter <laughs> dynamics or anything. This is really not my area of expertise. No, I'm just roasting him. It's fine. It's it's like a. I like how your little group of individuals can have beef with another group of individuals, <laughs> but it's just two people. <laughs> I feel like that is actually really cool. No, I've got, like, system friends, and it's really funny, because, like, anytime we're all together, and it's, like, one singlet friend, but it's, like, three systems in a singlet, so it's just like, yeah, I'll be right back, the 30 of you, and it's like... That's, that's <laughs> really good. Yeah. Let me crack a cr- cold one open. Bam. Right, <laughs> right on mic. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Alcoholic Beverages.
Yeah, because we need him after that bullshit. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> now they accused me of being an alcoholic while I was living with them, and I'm like, mm, no, I was an alcoholic after. <laughs> no, I was an alcoholic before, during, and after. <clears throat> Excuse you. Jane is not a fucking statistic, everybody. Um, That's me. <laughs> I have been frequently described as a number. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> so... That was another thing. Um, I don't know if I've told you about this, but when uh, we first got in top surgery, Xanth and Mom had kind of had a falling out, and Ash actually had to come down to Savannah to kind of like save them. Yeah. And at the same time, for some reason, one of Ash's alters, Rebecca, who... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Heard about this. And what's really weird is that Rebecca shares the same name as my actual mom. So, like... Eh. And then... Rebecca went ahead and during that same week, as we were emotionally devastated, decided to adopt us as her own kid. What I will say <laughs> is that I could believe that a Rebecca alter existed. What I can't believe is the timing of events being anything less than calculated on a subconscious level to derive the most possible con- the most possible control over another person. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I know you know about the Fae Babies. Did they ever yeah. say anything about all that? Yeah, so, like, here's the thing. <laughs> is I'm willing to make fun of everything up until Fae Twins that are birthed out psychically like Zeus. <laughs> no, that was Athena. I, Athena. Yeah. I'm willing to make fun of anything up to that, but not including that. <laughs> that is where I draw the line. <laughs> That's the most normal thing anyone has ever said. <laughs> I believe it. Well, people have asked me that, you know, like, as Xanth has told them, like, yeah, you know, I have two sons via Ash and Arcady. And they'd sit there and be like, wow, does that make Ash a deadbeat? Or... <laughs> well, yes. Uh, also, like, there's some weird, like, I don't know, like, aunt-uncle dynamics that would invariably manifest through a situation like that? Yep. I don't know. And also, like, here's the question, is they thought they, well, we thought we were children of Loki. Mm-hmm. Haha, we feel super special with our Wonder Twins rings. <laughs> um, no, uh, we thought we were children of Loki, and that would make them siblings. Siblings having fey babies. Excuse me. No, um, Ash actually explained it to us all, because, like, apparently, um, in fairy, incest was very prevalent, but it didn't actually, like, cause any inbreeding. It was, it, like, they're just immune to inbreeding, so well, it didn't actually cause problems. If it doesn't cause inbreeding, it doesn't cause problems, then explain them. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been racking my head around that one for a while, I haven't come up with much of an answer you know i think jane's got a point <laughs> i think that's pretty much all i have for this session we could always save other things for the next one yeah if there's uh, any uh back by popular demand <laughs> i'm sure that that's a thing people hear me and want <laughs> yeah so you know this uh, episode is brought to you by uh <laughs> People who sexually assault people while they sleep, apparently. That's me. Yeah, and um, cat abusers. And... <laughs> that's, 
that's us. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, both of us, yeah. Well, uh, there is one thing that distinctly separates us. Yeah. Is the fact that you're a fucking bottom. (laughs) (laughs) 